a.m. East Lansing. This is City Pulse on the Air. Joining you now, your Editor-in-Chief of the Lansing City Pulse, Burl Schwartz. Hello, this is Arts Editor Skylar Ashley filling in for Burl Schwartz. On today's show, we'll learn all about the upcoming Michigan Chicken Wing Festival, as well as hear a report on the Pump Stock 2021 Folk Music Festival, which took place this Saturday. But first, let's recap some of the awesome stuff that happened just recently right here in Lansing. Art Feast debuted in Old Town and brought in a lineup of nearly 100 unique artists and some great food vendors that was an awesome experience in Old Town. The Avenue Cafe continued its streak of weekly concerts with a gig featuring Pet Me, The Rhine Experience, and Lars, and Art in the Park, a new performance series which featured Riverwalk Theater and Happen Dance, and several other production companies, came to Adato Riverfront Park and continues through Sunday. If you're just now tuning in, there's still time for you to head down to the 75th Annual Ox Roast in DeWitt, Arts in the Park, which I just mentioned at Adato Riverfront Park, and the Lansing Summer Frag Stravaganza, which is an aquarium show being hosted at the Ramada Inn. There's all sorts of other great events you can learn all about online by checking out our calendar at Lansing City Pulse. This is City Pulse on the air on 88.9 FM. And now let's hear from reporter Cole Tungingly about Pump Stock 2021. Smitty Smith is one of the organizers and founders of Pump Stock, a roots music festival that takes place each year in East Lansing. It's been going strong for 11 years now. Unfortunately, last year, due to the pandemic, they had to cancel. I asked Smith how it felt to miss out on this yearly tradition. Well, I mean, it sucked, obviously. Um, we had it planned. I had musicians booked because that sort of thing, the booking and whatnot, usually happens in the winter. And um, everything was said. And then, you know, March happened. And it was like, oh, well, okay, I don't know, maybe. And then April, and I don't, I forget exactly when we pulled the plug, but it was April or May when, you know, just was obvious that things were not going to be happening over the summer. There, there was this period of, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. It's going to, no, no, it's, it's bad now, but it's going to get better. And then very rapidly in the spring, it changed to, no, it's not getting better that quick. And so the musicians all understood it is, you know, and, and this year's lineup is uh, several of them are the same musicians we had booked last summer. I mean, the first option was rebook them because mm-hmm. we missed out. Yeah, that makes sense. And I definitely remember that period where we weren't quite sure how long it would last or how serious yeah. it was going to be. And I know. It's, anyhow, it's been a lot of uncertainty the past year and a half. This August, the festival makes its triumphant return. After a full year of virtual concerts or no concerts at all, Smith is just glad to be back. He's hoping that other people are just as pumped as he is. Missing out on a year of live performances was painful and dull. Well in a very basic sense just excited to have live music you know in anywhere really i mean that's sort of just come back the last couple of months and um so even though we normally do this in june we're doing it in august this year it'll be good to have it done um or to to do it and and just to see the neighborhood together i'd say probably about half of our audience is from the immediate vicinity of Bailey Park and East Lansing and 
a good number of people walk, haul their kids in wagons and whatnot, come make a day out of it, have a picnic, whatever. So it'll be good to see everybody together like that. Pumpstock wouldn't exist without the help of volunteers and assistance from the city of East Lansing. For a Roots Festival, it just makes sense that it's a labor of love. No one expects to make a profit, even the musicians gracing the stages. Smith does his part and leaves the rest in the hands of volunteers. We've kind of settled into a bit of a formula. So, um, you know, I, I kind of know the tasks to step through and just get things done on time. And, uh, and then it's all volunteers. Nobody gets paid anything. We, we have very few extent, excuse me, expenses. Uh, the stage is donated by the city of East Lansing. The city doesn't charge us to use the park. The tents that we make the green room and the merchandise tent out of are donated by friends. The stage tent is donated by a friend. The generators, we don't have electricity in the park. The generators are donated by people who come to the festival. Uh, so very, very few expenses. And after we pay off those few expenses, all the donations go to the musicians. We don't keep any money, start out at zero every year. And um, th that has a lot to do with being able to sign the kind of acts we do. They kind of accept a, a lower guarantee than they might because, hey, they like they like the atmosphere and they you know they like pump house concerts, which has been going on for a long time in that that atmosphere, and and uh, they're willing to accept a lower guarantee to play this great festival because there's a pretty good chance that they'll make a lot more than that. If you plan on attending Pumpstock, expect an exquisitely chill experience. It's a day to celebrate your love of Americana, stroll around East Lansing and let the folky tunes wash right over you. Uh, it's very laid back and friendly. Um, a lot of the people in the audience know each other. Um, the musicians are accessible. They're not, you know, we have a green room, but they tend to be out front and people can talk to them and there's a little bit of food and dogs are welcome. Which a lot of these bigger music festivals don't want dogs because it can be a hassle, but this is, Kind of like bring your kids, bring your dogs, bring your friends, and uh, everybody has a lot of fun. It's a really nice day. Not everyone is into Roots music or knows what it's all about. This is what Smith has to say to people who aren't in the know. You know, you might imagine some popular musicians that perform with bands uh, in the kind of Americana or singer-songwriter vein, like, uh, you know, everybody knows Lyle Lovett. Right. He writes great songs. He's got a huge band. He's very popular. Everybody knows Jason Isbell, a great songwriter, has a great band. Um, imagine them playing either by themselves or maybe with one other musician. And of course, the people we bring in are not as famous as those two, but that style of music and that energy and, and the quality, frankly, of songwriting is pretty similar. And they'll come play solo or duo. We have bands also sometimes of people who do that kind of music, not, you know, Jason Isbell rocks a little bit, right? It's not all like that, uh, but it's that kind of energy and style and focus on the songwriting more than anything else. Among the acts playing the festival this year are Lansing favorites, the Dangling Participles, Gaines and Wagner from Wisconsin, and Nathan Bell, who typically only performs in Europe. Smith also booked a Grammy award-winning songwriter. We, we have a uh, Dan Navarro is one of our musicians this year. Dan's played at Pump House concerts actually quite a few times. Um, he's from California. He was nominated for a Grammy Award because he wrote a song called We Belong. 
which was recorded by Pat Benatar and was very famous. Pat Benatar sold, you know, a million records, whatever, for We Belong. Dan Navarro is the guy who wrote that. Not a lot of people realize that. So a lot of these people have written songs that popular or famous artists have performed and the songs associated with the artists that everybody's heard perform it. Now you get to hear the writer of the song perform it, which is kind of a special thing. It's more the way it was born, the way it was envisioned. Pumpstock has always stayed true to its roots. Over its 11-year history, the festival has been committed to staying homegrown and down-to-earth. That's just the way that Smith likes to run things. When I asked him what's changed about Pumpstock since its beginning, he told me, not much. Uh, well, you know, the first one, we had this tiny little PA that really wasn't enough for the park. Um, we did not have a second stage, so when we changed out the acts on the first stage, the, the main stage, it was just silence. I introduced all the acts and did all the speaking from the stage, which just gets to be too much because I'm running around, you know, with a lot of behind the scene details. So now we have um, a stage announcer and that's worked really well. And um, more people come, you know, we had, I don't know, a little less than 200 the first year. If, if the weather's good, we'll have 300 this year. But in reality, after about four or five years, it hasn't really grown or changed a whole lot. We like the format. The neighborhood likes the format. Six hours, that's enough time. People sometimes ask, well, you're going to add a second day? You're going to add, no, this is, this is good for what it is. And we don't want to be Lollapalooza. We don't really want to be Bliss Fest. You know, those are great places and, and go there to, to camp out and stay for several days and schlog in the mud and, and you know, all that stuff. This is just this is a regional neighborhood focused one day uh, afternoon in the park. Smith understands that some people might be wary about attending a music festival. With COVID still floating around, folks have completely understandable reasons for remaining cautious. Smith has taken steps to make sure that those people can still enjoy the festival from the comfort of their own homes. Well, I mean, we plan in the interest of uh, accessibility to live stream this year. I think we've never done that before. Um, and uh, I mean, I know a little bit about it, but I'm gonna learn a lot and we'll get that done. I think, you know, some people might not be comfortable coming out yet. Some people might be immune compromised or whatever the reason that, that they can't come, we'll live stream it so they can still enjoy it. And if they want to donate, we'll have a PayPal site and all that sort of stuff. Um, and the other thing is, you know, we're going to do what we need to do to make it safe and follow any uh, logical and required uh, COVID best practices and so on and so forth. And other than that, come on out and uh, have a great afternoon with your friends that maybe you haven't seen enough in the last year and a half. The festival begins at 2 p.m. August 21st at Bailey Park in East Lansing. You can find out more information on the Pumpstock Facebook page. For City Pulse, I'm Cole Tunnigley. Thank you, Cole. Cole also put together a report on the Michigan Chicken Wing Festival, which happens next weekend on September 4th and 5th. This is City Pulse on the air on 88.9 FM, The Impact. Let's learn about the Michigan Chicken Wing Festival. Michigan Chicken Wing Festival is coming up this Labor Day weekend. It's an extravagant celebration of one of the staples of American cuisine. A two-day event fills up a dotto park in the surrounding area with the smell of freshly cooked wings. People from all over come out in droves to get a taste for themselves. 
Shirley Carter started the festival back in 2015? Well, um, actually, I it was a, an idea of doing some type of event in Adato Park since um, they had not had one there for 20 years. And, you know, I was like, okay, it's been 20 years since anything been in Adato for Labor Day weekend. What do people really do on Labor Day weekend? And so after some research, I realized that family events are the best one. And wing festivals have been around for have been around for about 20 years when I launched it. So I just, you know, looked up the one in Buffalo. It originated from the UK and you know, throughout the country. So I said, Michigan doesn't have one. We have got to join the Super Bowl of Wings. And so we, you know, I started the Wing Festival at Adato Riverfront Park in 2015. Since then, the festival has only grown bigger and better. Organizing this massive event is purely a labor of love from Carter. She just wants people to have a good time and eat some incredible food. She chose chicken wings as the theme for the festival because she's always had a fondness for them. I am a cook, I, you know, but I don't cook at the fest, festival at all. I, you know, I'm a cook. I'm from the South. I'm a, you know, so I was raised with a family of cooks that we all knew how to cook at a very young age. But in entertainment, I have years of entertainment experience. Uh, I've done many festivals, concerts, uh, plays, toured throughout the country. So I've worked with some of the greatest people in the industry, but I didn't do a lot in Lansing. Most of my events and things were on the road in other states. I've been in every state in the U.S. except for two doing a show and even out of the country, even the Bahamas and other places. So it was time to bring something to Michigan. The Michigan Chicken Wing Festival offers seasoned cooks an opportunity to showcase their skills. Chefs from around the country come out to the festival to whip up excellent food for an eager audience. Some of them even consider it a competition of sorts. They want to know who can draw the biggest crowd to their booth and who can pack the most flavor into every bite. We have uh, vendors that sign up you know, to be vendors there to test your skills on the community. In other words, they bring their flavor. They bring their skills out to the park and then you get to try them, you know, when you buy them and everything. So it's almost like a competition. Who has the best wings? And we do, we honor that person with the trophy, the best vendor, best wings, and of course, you know, this is a fundraiser for Against All Odds, which is uh, my nonprofit that helps breast cancer survivor and cancer patients, as well as the underserved community in Ingham County. So with that being said, we needed to raise funds to help us support Against All Odds. And what better way to do it than to have something that would bring the whole community together. Not only does it introduce us to the community, but reintroduce us to other people because Against All Odds has been around since 1999, serving the Ingham County community. And so we have other vendors there. We have community organizations that get an opportunity to bring their business to the park. We have entrepreneurs out there, uh, craft vendors, and we have live music on the stage and a kid's song. So it's something for everyone. You don't just get wings there. You can get other food too, sweet treats, uh, like this year, we got everything cheesecake is going to be there. We got stews, elephant ears, and fresh squeezed lemonade, and 
Cliff is bringing his Kona ice truck out for us this year. So, you know, and you can get ribs if you, you know, and even vegan and gluten-free. Mm-hmm. So we try to, you know, you know, cover all angles of everyone. If you're a foodie, this festival is the one to be at. For the real daredevils out there, the Michigan Chicken Wing Festival hosts a wing eating competition. Anyone is free to sign up and put their gorging abilities to the test. The winner gets a trophy, declaring them the most efficient wing eater. In my opinion, that's definitely something to be proud of. Carter does have a warning, though, that she'd like you to hear before you enter the contest. But the thing about the wing eating contest is that the wings are super hot. And when I say hot, they're super hot. So we do not advise you to enter that competition if you have any stomach problems, because that, it has no mercy. And so they compete and see who can eat the most wings in five minutes. So they get unlimited wings and they have five minutes to eat the most. And we've had winners, we've had people even from Germany to enter this contest. They were on holiday and they was just touring throughout the US and they had looked up the Michigan Chicken Wing Festival and we were one of their stops. So they decided to even enter the contest. So they was on an adventure trip and we get a lot of exchange students like from Japan and that comes to the festival every year as well. Carter wants the festival to be a place where people of all ages can have a good time. Looking back at photos of past year's festivals, she notices the smiles on people's faces first and foremost. There's a constant stream of live music going on in the background, kids running around, and of course, the ambient hum of tons of grills all working in unison. It's an event that runs purely on good vibes. One thing about the festival, you see a lot of smiles. A lot of smiles, not just the kids, because the kids zone is something that kids are just so excited about because you get to just have unlimited play and bounce houses, carnival games. Um, due to COVID, we can't have the uh, bubbles out there, but the kids love getting in the bubbles. They love getting you know, on the games and things and eating ice cream and shaved ice and chicken. Chicken seems to put a smile on people's face. And we have photos of people that, you know, didn't bring a lawn chair, but they just took a seat on the lawn and just started eating their chicken. So, and you see, when you look at the photos from our website or even our Facebook page, you'll see a lot of smiles. And then with the music playing in the background, and then we have a VIP tent where, you know, those who want to go into the VIP tent, there's a fee. That's because that's a major part of our fundraisers in that. They can have a beer, glass of wine and margarita and just enjoy the music and their wings and whatever sides they decide to buy when they're out there, whatever sweet treats. So you got your kids in there and the park is fenced in. So it's secure. So you can, you know, it's something that you can say, look, I can bring my family and we're just going to enjoy the park today. And we're going to enjoy the music, the conversation. I've had people said it was like a reunion for them. They saw people they hadn't seen in years. The festival's musical lineup has already been booked. Carter organized it so that Saturday is devoted to folk, blues, and rock. While on Sunday, jazz and soul bands will grace the stage. For Saturday, we have um, Amari Roper is going to be on stage. He's a folk artist. Uh, we have Dagfoot 
their rock group. Uh, I said like a Bob Seeger. Uh, we had Chris Canis, who is blues. And then we have Luke Repas. He's a blues artist. You know, his band would be there. We have, you know, these are all live bands. And we have um, Denise Davies, Davis, rather, and the Motor City Sensation Band. They were entertainers of the year uh, from Detroit uh, Music Award from 2019. And then we have on Sunday is more inspiration and jazz. We have Michelle Miller Bell is going to be on. We have Christy Keys is going to be on with her band. And we have Al Exit, who is uh, Neo Soul and jazz. She's on with her band. And we have Horn and Holland. And we have 496 West. Since Carter is such an expert, there's one question that I couldn't resist asking her. I wanted to know what makes a perfect chicken wing. Her answer was simple. One word, two syllables. Flavor. Uh, and not only flavor, we have 21 flavors this year of wings. That's going to be in the park. And anytime you can take uh, a chicken wing that when you can pull it apart, that it's not tough, that it just falls apart and the meat falls off the bone and the flavor is seasoned so well that it just like marinates in your mouth. And so, so it's one of those situations where you go, now this is good chicken. Um, so with our flavors and things that we bring, we introduce people, we get, you know, challenge their taste buds is what we do. And uh, we don't just have hot wings and super hot wings. We have multiple flavors like blueberry barbecue, strawberry barbecue, hot pineapple, garlic parmesan, uh, peach mango. Uh, we have, we even have vegan wings, the cauliflower wings, uh, gluten-free wings. We have Cajun dry rub, Cajun ranch. Uh, we have like uh, lemon pepper. We have a pesto wing. And, you know, so you, if you've ever thought about it, you go, hmm, I wonder what that's like. But if you don't start with the basic first, if the wing is not cooked right, you can put any flavor on it. If that wing is not right, it's, that wing is bad. If you're looking for a good wing, one that blows Buffalo Wild Wings or wing stuff out of the water, and the Michigan Chicken Wing Festival is the perfect place for you. It's taking place this Labor Day weekend in Adato Park. You can find out more information by visiting michiganchickenwingfestival.com or by looking it up on Facebook. For City Pulse, I'm Cole Tunningly. Thank you, Cole. And that about does it for us here at City Pulse on the Air on 88.9 FM, The Impact. I'm arts editor Skylar Ashley. Before we go, I'm going to turn things over to music writer Rich Topeka for some great Michigan-made music. Here's Rich. All right, here we are. And today I'm playing a track from The Dirt Bombs. It's a song called Chains of Love. And while The Dirt Bombs will always be associated with the city of Detroit because the leader, Mick Collins, on vocals and guitar... He's a Detroit legend, formed the Gories in the 80s and 90s, and since then he's put out tons of amazing records. But the early days of the Dirt Bombs also included two Lansing natives, uh, Jim Diamond on bass and Tom Potter on guitar, and both of them also added a lot of backing vocals. So, of course, Tom Potter was in the Lansing duo Bantam Rooster and Jim Diamond, played in a bunch of 80s and 90s area bands. He also went on to become 
a very notable sound engineer and producer. So uh, this track is from their album Ultra Glide in Black. It's just a terrific collection of covers that they did, uh, soul covers and a bunch of uh, different areas where uh, they were able to explore and put their own stamp on stuff. And this song, Chains of Love, is originally a J.J. Barnes uh, classic soul song, but uh, they add some fuzz and make it their own, and it's become one of their signature songs uh, to this day. So here it is. Check it out. It's The Dirt Bombs, Chains of Love. Dominic Chains of Love 